Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I think we say this quite often, but I'm I'm guessing Sam Pittman is always gives a big sigh of relief once Wednesday is behind him because mm-hmm. that really is his big major media day. No, it really is. He has the Monday one, which is uh, the first, uh, the really, the, I guess the only one in person aside from what he does at the Catfish Hole. I mean, mm-hmm. Monday is I go and watch him in person, and then after that, I don't have any. It's that's just kind of a product, I guess, of COVID and where we've, you know, kind of transitioned with Zoom. But I don't have any media availability in person uh, with anybody. We do players via Zoom. We do Sam via via. We do players via Zoom on Tuesday. We do Sam via Zoom on Wednesday. And of course, the other one is the teleconference. And then he does the catfish hole. So um, yeah, it's interesting how things have changed over the years with press conferences. But they sure do. Uh, cram a lot on Sam on on Wednesday with uh, the teleconference at 10:40, the press conference at two, and then of course the catfish hole uh, at seven. What did you learn today from Coach Sam Pittman? Well, for the third straight week, it sounds like Sam Pittman or sounds like uh, Malik Chavis is going to be good. Uh, he felt like that for the, each of the last three weeks that he'd be back. Uh, obviously, wasn't able to go last week, but uh, he is fully cleared this week. And you know, just talking to him a lot about the personnel over there and, uh, you know, some of the connections uh, that they have over there at Liberty with some of the, the former coaches. I didn't actually realize until today that uh, Coach Klonakis was, was over there as offensive line coach. Uh, but he's uh, he's over there. And then they've got some guys who are former, you know, GAs and stuff uh, that were over there also. So some interesting connections with Liberty. And, of course, we all are very familiar with Hugh Freeze. That's some of the stuff that I talked to some of the players about just – do they remember when Hugh Freeze was in the SEC? I mean, he had Ole Miss riding pretty high. Uh, obviously, they, <laughs> there was some interesting out-of-the-box thinking to get him there. But, uh, you know, I, and I was looking at the the record against Hugh Freeze. I guess they played – Arkansas played him five times. And, you know, you had the two vacated wins. So, Arkansas was actually 3-0 and against Hugh Freeze with the two vacated um, wins that Ole Miss had against him during that time uh, due to cheating. And – so it's uh it's be interesting to see him on the sidelines again after so many years but he's certainly gotten liberty going and uh, they've done some work in the transfer portal obviously they've got uh let's say i believe one i believe their left tackle is from kentucky um and transferred to arkansas and actually started at kentucky they've got a couple other guys that you know have transferred in uh, it's not a big line. You know, when I'm going through the, the roster and looking at the heights and weights of everybody, you know, the leading receiver is like 5'8", 180 pounds or so. Uh, the starting running backs five ten, one ninety. They're both, you know, put up prolific numbers. But uh, it's not a big team when you look at the skill spots. Now, I asked Sam Pittman you know, who they're going to start at quarterback. Does he have any better idea right now? And um, right now he doesn't. Uh, you know, I guess Brewer was healthy in the last, in the BYU game. He had – he got in the game, oh, but didn't big, do yeah. it. No, yeah, the other guy played great, though. Edwards. He the other played guy played great. great. Yeah. Best game it's interesting because he he was the third guy 
yeah. going into the season. Mm-hmm. He was the third yeah. guy for him, and he's he's actually put together a pretty good season for him. Obviously, Brewer, I mean, the guy threw for 9,700 yards at Baylor. He's uh, he's he's put up some ridiculous numbers. He's uh, he's in his sixth year, so he was coming. I guess he – I can't remember how things happened, but I believe Bohannon took over for him, and he transferred to Utah, if I remember. That's Something right. like that. Yeah. And then – I think they lost a couple of games, and he got benched and um, entered the transfer portal. So he got another year because he got the COVID year and then another year. So this is his sixth year, and uh, it sounds like he he might be healthy, but we'll see where they go. Interesting enough, one other name you can put into the mix who has some Arkansas connections that's on Hugh Freeze's staff. The defensive coordinator at Liberty is Josh Aldridge. Josh mm-hmm. played at Henderson. I mean, make that huh, whew, wash my mouth out. Played at Harding University. He graduated in 2012. So there's another uh, Arkansas connection, if you will, to the staff there mm-hmm. uh, of Houston. Yeah, uh, it's, this is an interesting game. I mean, obviously everybody looks at that BYU game and goes, wow, they beat them 41-14 the, the week after Arkansas beat them. What did Arkansas beat them, 52-35? to I think. Um, like that, yeah. So obviously there's a, a, a bigger discrepancy there in the point total, although you can't really look at points. But th- that one was played in Lynchburg. I mean, it was it was at Liberty. So that makes a, a bit of a difference. And obviously they were coming off of, you know, games against Arkansas and Notre Dame. They've actually lost four in a row, BYU has. Uh, they just dropped the uh, their last game also. But so much is put on that game, and, we're you know, we're talking about it, and then we're going, you know, Liberty is um, – what a two-point conversion try away from being undefeated right now. Well, they also won a four-overtime game, uh, and you know one came out on the right side yeah. in the opener against Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. And we focus on this on this BYU game so much, but the game before that, they beat Gardner Webb twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is anybody scared of Gardner Webb? Don't tell the players that. Don't tell the Razorback players that. <laughs> no. It's, but I'm just saying, with it's obvious the that they haven't told them any right. of that stuff because all right. they want to talk about is BYU and then they're a, you know, they're a two-point try away from being undefeated. That's, That's what right. you hear from the players. So That's the right. coaches are getting the right message to them. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they barely edged, BYU, uh, barely edged Gardner-Webb the week before that, but nobody's really talked about it. Don't you think? And Arkansas is going to play balance. They're going to mix their offense. They're not just going to just run the ball. But, again, with Arkansas's offensive line, don't you feel good about our, the Razorbacks' ability to run the ball against these guys? Right. This would be a game where they rack up some rushing yards, no question. The only thing, in my opinion, and I, this is no disrespect to Liberty, but Arkansas, if as long as they keep it clean, they ought to come out with – I'm not saying an easy win, but they should come out on top. Um, and I think in a coverage, you know, covering, what is it, 13 and a half right now, I think they cover that. And as long as they don't, like, have some huge discrepancy with the turnover battle or, or things like that, I mean, think about all the things surrounding this game. Obviously, there's plenty of reason to get pumped up for them if you're a player. You know, you see the BYU score, the, some of the things that they've, you know, relayed to them. Arkansas has not been at home since yeah, October first. I know. Yeah. 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 I mean that's that's a pretty long time between home games, November first or, or October first to November fifth. Yeah. I mean, and it's homecoming. So there 
To me, there's a lot of reasons for Arkansas to get up for this game. I think the the crowd will show up. It's it's supposed to be like 61 degrees or so. 61. And no rain so. now. No rain in the forecast. Yeah, no rain. So yep. should be a great crowd, I, I would think. And uh, no, it's not an SEC team. It's not a conference game. But uh, there's there's I mean, it's a ranked opponent, you know, and yeah. it's the first home game in, in a long time. So I think that the I think it'll be a great crowd. Should be really pleasant weather. And uh, it's an opponent I think that you can get up for. But I think if Arkansas – unless Arkansas – I'll say this. If everything's equal as far as penalties, turnovers, special teams, those types of things, I think Arkansas covers the spread. You know, the, Liberty is ranked the same as Cincinnati was when they came here, number 23. Yeah. So, And Arkansas fans were ready for that game, so I would expect they'll be ready for this one. Yeah. Three o'clock and start, hey, that's I good say if ev- I say if everything's equal – but uh, some, not, it isn't always. I mean, we saw what happened against Missouri State. Yes, absolutely. You, know, you can't you can't do a you can't do a seventeen zero start against Liberty though. You can't. I mean, they'll they'll make you pay for it. I think in the end. Let's check in with Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do, Randy. That made it sound like you were checking in with me, like. Something's wrong. I need to go to the doctor because uh, yeah. uh, check in <laughs> with me. I mean, I'm kind of I'm worried about up. you, Charlie. So I, I, <laughs> I know these last few days I've called in and I've, you know, been fussing about these fans that make no sense. I'm just trying to tell the truth. But no, Trey, I got a couple things for you, buddy. Uh, I was mm-hmm. wondering on you uh, if you thought at some point uh, this will be my first question. Do you think at some point, you know, I know he got the raise last year. We all know he can coach. Now, granted, we all know he made a stupid mistake, but you think at some point, I'm not saying he comes back straight up as a head coach in a power five, but you think at some point maybe he is an offensive coordinator again at this level? I do because I think he's such a great coach, and I think he has, you know, been, you know, for the most part, he made a huge mistake. I mean, we all know that uh, with what happened. A lot of mistakes. But, uh, does he get another shot? And then also defensively this week, I was going to ask you, they have two quarterbacks, one more athletic and one is more of a pocket passer, right? I don't I don't know their name. Yeah. Am I right by that? Okay. Now, which yeah. guy usually starts for them? Is it the pocket passer? Well, Brewer started, but he got hurt mm-hmm. in the first game. Okay. He only went like three or four passing. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Bennett okay. has started the last four – or no, three – I think the last three games. He has four starts this year. He's listed as starting the last three. And they had Caden Salter also, who had a groin injury, but he had to have surgery, and okay. he's out. So it, Bennett has been starting. Brewer started the season as the starter. I think he, he I think he may be healthy now. It was a, I believe he broke his wrist. I think that's what happened. Something like that. Well, the reason I was going to ask you, as far as defensively, because you know when you're you're dealing with guys who can run at quarterback position. I've always been a belief, and I think this is, you know, especially defensive coordinators are worried about playing more band coverage against those type of quarterbacks because, you know, obviously your your D-backs are going to be turned away and they're going to be running with their guy and linebacker safety, whoever, unless you have a spy up there, which that would take somebody out of coverage. My question is, do you see more of the – I think we'll probably see a little bit more of the rush three drop eight against the guy who can run. If they play the other guy – I think we'll probably play more man. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, I don't know who who's going to play for them. I, I agree with you, though, Trey. Like, we can't look past them. 
we still got to respect them and uh you know we got to play we got to play well you know it's like that Auburn game last week I thought we could have won that game by 28 if it wasn't for a few mistakes you know and obviously the second team 38 13 at one point yeah I think we'll probably see more of the the three-man front but maybe bringing a lot of pressure off of it still but thanks um you know Bennett doesn't it's not like his numbers are prolific as a rusher. He's got 47 carries for 111 yards, so that's 2.1 yards a carry with two touchdowns. So he's a good runner. He's a capable runner, but I don't know that I would say like he's, um, you know, as scary as, as what they might see next week against LSU. Let's talk with uh, Gary. Gary, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, I want to know what you could tell us about Dominique Johnson was that was that a freak thing him tearing another ACL or telling tearing the same ACL or was that was he was he being uh, was he not really well I mean because we we didn't see much of him and I, I was kind of surprised we didn't see much of him once uh, in the last yeah. few games well they um, started they liked the the two younger backs and. My opinion on that is when you look at what Dominic Johnson did last year versus what the younger backs have done so far, Dominic has easily put up better numbers than those guys. Uh, yeah. I think DeBinion and Green are both good backs. I think DeBinion has a lot of a real lot of upside. Um, but I did not think that Johnson, based on performance, you know, should warrant not playing. And, you know, he wasn't available early in the year. It was still, you know, kind of a gradual right. process. But he tore the ACL again just on air. He was just—he wasn't getting tackled or anything. He was just making a cut, and and it tore. Um, it's unfortunate, obviously. He, Cade Renfro, tore his same ACL. I think I don't think it was a contact issue either. Um, and Jalen Catalan tore his—you know—hurt his same shoulder, I believe. So um, it's unfortunate when things like that happen. Guys just can't seem to get. Healthy, but there was Dominic Johnson and Cade Renfro both were, you know, easily inside the uh, typical window of when you see players come back from injuries like that. Okay, and he'll come back, right? I think, I, I, I guess, I think it makes sense for him to come back. There was a lot of talk that he might transfer since he wasn't getting much action, but we kind of talked about that yesterday in terms of, you know. He can redshirt, first of all, because he hasn't redshirted before, so he's good to redshirt this year. Um, and if you enter the transfer portal, then you don't, you know, you're not necessarily going to get access to, you know, the training staff and the rehab facilities and all of those things. So I think it's probably right. in Dominic's best interest to return, but I don't know. He may have a different opinion on that. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. Savage, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. What's going on, Trey? Randy, Ricky, I did not. What's up, buddy? Hey, Savage. Doing great, Savage. Oh, you good. Play, you going to play you this know, week and yeah. make some good catches? Oh, absolutely, Rick. Hey, I catch them all day long. I don't drop them at all. I don't know. That's my question. How much eligibility do you have? That's all right. Well, you know, I, re- I, I redshirted last week. So there you go. <laughs> I got a little bit, Rick. But, you know, Trey, you know, what a little bit resonated yesterday, what you talked about, uh, the season's almost halfway over. Uh, instead of most callers calling in to find the negative in this season, 
we should just be happy just to be watching football with all the COVID yeah. stuff and, you know, just yeah. enjoying this season. Sam yeah. Pittman's got us on the right route. But uh, talk about the the playoff that came out last night. Arkansas doesn't make it in the top 25, but they put Texas in at 5-3. and three. We just won the last two road games and beat Auburn. Uh, what what kept Arkansas out of this poll? And then the top six, Alabama being number six, and they got Tennessee number one. Was there anything shocking about that poll to you? I don't know if it mattered. I mean, the teams at the top are about to play each other, except for Clemson, I guess. But yeah. Clemson's got a pretty easy path. But, uh, no, I don't think it's too sh- terribly shocking the way it played out. I think you could have made a case for Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, um, any of them, Michigan maybe even. Uh, but they're obviously they're all going to play, and Alabama's going to have their chance to get in the mix again. Um, so, no, I don't know that there was anything too dramatic. Texas being in there, uh, I mean, we all know that Texas gets a little bit of favoritism. So, well, sir, you know, they're they're marginally good. Yeah. You know, they always seem to get the benefit of the doubt. You know, the, the, all right, well, that the being one... said with the playoff, give me your give me your picks on this, this weekend's game. you got Tennessee, Georgia, or LSU, and Alabama. Who's the winner out of those two games? And I'll get off here, guys. Appreciate it. I like Georgia, and I like Alabama. <laughs> I mean, that's probably traditional picks, but I like both of those teams to uh, to win on Saturday, even though, you know, Tennessee's doing some good things. LSU's starting to come on. By the way, Rick, I was thinking about this yesterday, about complaining about the team and being, you know, that they're doing something that we could never do. It's not right <laughs> yeah. to complain about them. Yeah. But, I mean – I can't out I can't out act Tom Cruise, but I can complain about his movies. You don't have so to So I'm go. not 100 percent sure that that's a good argument. Well, that's where that's where maybe I was some of the Savage. vitriol. Hey, look, that's where I was teasing Savage. I asked if he was going to play this week because he called later and said, "You don't know that I can't make catches like that." <laughs> I said, anyway, or make sure. runs like yeah. Rocket. Yeah, well, uh, I no, I I still think a lot of people can't do that, but nonetheless. Well, uh, I would one. agree with some of the um, – I mean, like, well, like the Chad Morris – I don't think Chad Morris is maybe doing anything that a lot of us couldn't do anyway. But um, <laughs> during, the Chad, <laughs> during the Chad Morris era, I was just thinking, oh, man, okay. I was pretty vocal. I'm not a, I'm not a head coach. <laughs> but I was pretty vocal well, against uh, yeah. him remaining <laughs> as the head coach. Um, well, the but, yeah, I, the I get what you're saying in terms that. of, like, sure. this the, uh, the venom that people come with or, you know, just demanding – excellence versus uh you know critiquing i think there's a difference they hold people to a standard that most people would uncomfortable be uncomfortable holding themselves to not everyone there are some people that live correct very, very high standards but for the most part and by the way on the college foot the, the only gripe that people that i've seen have and, and it's very legitimate tcu has more quality wins than clemson does and they're number seven, and Clemson's number four. And you talk about how Texas gets uh, favorable sometimes. Clemson's been getting pretty favorable treatment, too, and the ACC is not very good at all. They are, but they've also been there and done that a few right. times. So they, theirs is a little more justified than Texas is. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Bye, Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Drive Time Sports will continue the moment.